This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Iowa caucus is now just three weeks away. And as it approaches, the New York Times is reporting that close advisors to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are sounding the alarm on the campaign. He doesn't seem to have the joy of politics. Barack Obama could be aloof, of course we know that, but he could also make you feel better just by who he is. Reagan could do it. Even Tip O'Neill would say, when Reagan has his speech in hand, he's the best there is. And uh, what does this guy make to you do? It makes you think about Nikki Haley. Oh, dear God. I thought we had gotten rid of Chris Matthews. But as Michael Piercy has taught us, the Internet makes everything last forever. And welcome to the uh, third and final hour of today's edition of the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for my friend Chris Plant. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy National Candy Cane Day. I don't have any candy canes in the house. I have mints. I don't have candy canes. And uh, National uh, Boxing Day over in England, which was kind of a weird day. I never understood what Boxing Day was. Nothing to do with boxing, the sport. It was when the servants and the employees got their box of Christmas goodies, which sounds like it was a good excuse for re-gifting. It sounds like that was the time, the day after Christmas, when everybody looked at all the stuff they got and went, I'm never going to use that. Let's give it to somebody who works for us. Give it to some of the servants, some of the workers here in the castle. I'd like to see what King Charles, King, King, no, it's not King Charles, is it? It's, uh, what's what's his name? The King of England. He was Prince Charles. He's King something else, right? Michael, you could straighten me out on this. Anyway, I'd like to see what the King is giving in his Boxing Day gifts to his staff. We shall see. Uh, I, I have to make a correction, as I understand. I like to lead with my mistakes. At the end of the last hour, I, I believe I may have labeled a caller named Mike with the title of Mike the Lib. Apparently, we have two liberals that are Mike. So uh, uh, sorry for the confusion, but, you know, we got to come up with a different name to identify people. Maybe you're Mike 2 or Mike 3. Oh, King Charles III. That's right. King Charles III. Thank you, Michael. Michael, uh, verifying everything, which we like to be correct. That's why I lead with my mistakes. When I make them, they happen. They're not that frequent, but they do happen. We have a lot to get to this hour, including if I have time, we can get to one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed as it relates to AI. And I'm a lover of technology. I absolutely adore technology. I, I like to find the newest, the latest, the greatest, the best technology. And if it's helpful, I embrace it. If it's not, I will um, diminish it or decry it. And in this case, I think there is concern that should be shouted about. It's an AI situation. But there also were some discussions over the weekend because, you know, we have Sunday talk shows. And even though it was Christmas... 
the Sunday talk shows did hold forth, and there were some pretty interesting things that uh, were shared. For example, on ABC's This Week, Lindsey Graham was on the program, and he was talking about um, Donald John Trump. Cut to Michael. Senator, I have to ask you, uh, the president, former President Trump, continues to say he won the election. He's an, he claims to be an election right. denier proudly. Right. <laughs> now, we teach our children when they lose something to shake right. the opponent's hand and move right. on. <clears throat> Are you concerned that the president is yeah. former president is not setting the proper standard going forward here, sir? Well, you know, Hillary Clinton didn't had the same view that she was cheated. Aha, uh-huh, she did. Hillary Clinton had the same view and I might even be still having that same view today. I I think we even have backup evidence of that. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. And they applaud. They applaud their unelected queen. I wonder if um, ABC News' guest host, Pierre Thomas, would consider lecturing Hillary Clinton and telling her that she needs to walk across the aisle and shake Donald Trump's hand. No. No, of course they won't do that. Of course they won't do that. Uh, Lindsey Graham continued as well. He's not the first politician to claim to have uh, been denied a a fair election. But here's what I would say. I accept the election results of 2020. I'm worried about 2024. If President Trump puts a vision out improving security and prosperity for Americans, he will win. If he looks back, I think he will lose. That's a a pretty clear statement. And I, I do agree with Lindsey Graham that you need to sell the positive. I think if you want to get people to vote for you, you have to say, listen, we can we can bring America now to make America great again. Slogan is an amazing one. And it's one that drives the, the left nuts, which I think is important to capitalize on. So if you're out there selling, hey, we're going to get America back to where it was. We're going to get our, our prosperity in, in, in the country, our economic prosperity back it shouldn't just be comparing us to the rest of the world. I know that Joe Biden, when he's out there trying to sell the Bidenomics thing, is saying, hey, well, we're doing better than any other industrialized country in the world. Well, we're supposed to because we're the United States of America. But we should be doing so well that all you say is, hey, America's doing better than it ever has before. But that's not how this globalist Democrat group likes to look at things. They like to say, well, we're, we're the best out of all of it, even though uh, we're not doing as well as we could be. They just say, well, you know, considering everybody else, no, I don't want to be just better than England. I want to be the best, the envy. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that direction of the campaigns as they turn. Uh, the, other, the other weird kind of a twist that happened on the Christmas weekend was... Tucker Carlson releasing, uh, it's a bizarre video, I have to say. It's a very bizarre video. I found it. I like Tucker. I think he's entertaining. I think he's a really smart guy. But he released an interview with Kevin Spacey, but it wasn't Kevin Spacey. It was Kevin Spacey in the character of Frank Underwood. Remember the House of Cards show? Hugely popular program. 
that went away after uh, accusations bubbled up about Kevin Spacey, that he's since defeated all of those. But it just seemed weird to do an interview with an actor where he was playing a role. Yes, it's a role he's known for, but we didn't have a Kevin Spacey interview. We had a Frank Underwood interview. Like seven minutes of him doing the Frank Underwood character. And you know it had to be planned and scripted because Hunter was teeing him up with the questions. And there were moments when the Frank Underwood character would do what he did on the Netflix series, and he would turn to the audience and, and do that aside, the theatrical aside, telling the audience as if he was stepping out of the scene what he was really thinking. It was very bizarre. And it's had over 36 million views as I was checking it out earlier this morning. Just very bizarre to me. But there were some funny points on it. At least I thought there were funny points on it. Uh, Tucker was asking Kevin Spacey, If he uh, or I'm sorry, asking Frank Underwood if he watches Netflix. By the way, do you watch Netflix anymore? Probably as much as you watch Fox. Fair. (laughs) So now I I give him credit for that. I thought that was a funny line. Took me by surprise. And then uh, as Underwood again, Kevin Spacey talking about how he helped Netflix become so huge. It is bizarre that they decided to publicly cut ties with me on allegations alone, allegations that have now been proven false, because I don't think there's any question. Netflix exists because of me. I put them on the map and they tried to put me in the ground. Now, that last part may not be completely true. Granted, the series did well for Netflix, but uh, I remember when Netflix was doing pretty darn well, when you'd go to the store and get the little the little video there, or they would mail a uh, DVD to your home and then you'd mail it back. So taking credit for it, that's good. But it just seemed really weird to me because one day, one day you have um, Tucker interviewing Julian Assange and then the next he's interviewing an actor in character. The weirdest thing of all, if you've seen the video, maybe you can explain it to me. The weirdest thing of the whole video was Tucker Carlson had two Christmas trees behind him in the shot. And I don't know why. I think if you have two Christmas trees, you spread them out around the house, but they were kind of right next to each other. Just seemed bizarre. Maybe I'm the only one who picked up on that. Just a very strange thing. At least I thought it was strange. Uh, the other the other issue from the Sunday talk shows that caught my attention was uh, on Face of the Nation on CBS with Catherine Herridge, who I, I just think she does great work, great reporting, and she always seems to be very well-reasoned. And Catherine Herridge was on the panel and was asked to give a prediction going forward. And uh, this is what um, she said on Face of the Nation this past weekend. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, There are a number of uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground 
for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So Catherine Herridge is predicting, projecting a black swan event, a national security event with high impact that's hard to predict. And yet she's kind of predicting it. She's kind of laying it out there that there, there may be something there. There may be something that needs to be addressed. Now, China has said for years now that they would like Taiwan back. And they have done a whole bunch of stuff that is threatening to Taiwan. But it's apparently obvious that they're not going to just rush into a military takeover of Taiwan. It appears that the, uh, the Chinese are actually looking that they're they're going to be able to get a new leader of Taiwan elected, someone who is sympathetic to their, their thinking. And we may get more input on that. I'm going to have a chat later today with Gordon Chang about what's going on. And we may hear that there won't be military events to take Taiwan, but they will do it internally by putting a new leader that's sympathetic to the, uh, the communist Chinese regime. We will see. I've mentioned we have to get to um, Rand Paul and some of his government overspending report. The Festivus report came out this weekend. Saturday was Festivus, the holiday for the rest of us. We'll try to dip into that. Plus, um, more of your calls coming up. A lot of calls are uh, coming in at uh, 888-630-9625. And Donald Trump's Christmas message to uh, everybody, even Joe Biden and deranged Jack Smith. A lot of people have problems with it. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. We'll get into all of it. Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant today, tomorrow, and God willing, through the week, and we'll get to everything that we can. So many stories bubbling out there. I did mention Donald John Trump, the former president, current leading candidate for the GOP nomination, by a lot, as he likes to say, by a lot, who put out a um, Christmas wish on December 25th, just after noon, just after 12 noon. On Christmas Day, the statement reads, Merry Christmas to all, including crooked Joe Biden's only hope, deranged Jack Smith, the out-of-control lunatic who just hired outside attorneys fresh from the swamp, unprecedented, to help him with his poorly executed witch hunt against Trump and MAGA. Included also are world leaders, both good and bad, but none of which are as evil and sick as the thugs we have inside our country who, with their open borders, inflation, Afghanistan surrender, new green scam, 
high taxes, no energy independence, woke military, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, all electric car lunacy, and so much more are looking to destroy our once great USA. May they rot in hell. Again, Merry Christmas. I love the fact that this bothers people on the left. Why are you so upset? Why, why are you really upset? It's just social media. It ain't real life. Come on, people. What are you thinking? I know. I know. Give them a break. I, I will give them a break. Just a little teeny tiny one. Not much. I also um, want to make sure we, we get to this uh, AI story. Because it's really disturbing to me. Artificial intelligence could be amazing. But you got to remember, who's ever programming the artificial intelligence is giving us whatever they want the machine to give us. Can you truly program something to be independent? If it is programmed by someone who is not, does not have feelings or an emotion... Uh, I doubt it. I, I don't think that's possible. I really don't think that's possible. So we now have an AI news organization. We now have a channel that is basically telling us that there aren't any people involved. There, there aren't people. It's all machines. It's all the computers. But who's programming the computers? Who's in charge? Who's putting it together? It truly does concern me, and it should concern you, because we, we saw earlier this year, Sports Illustrated was getting ready to get rid of writers, journalists, authors, whatever you want to call them. And, and now it's, it's happening. It is, uh, it is here. Channel One is what it's called. It's an artificially intelligence-created news network that is promising it's going to give us stories that inform and entertain, but they're also going to be trusted, trusted sources. I'll, I'll have to play a little bit of it for you because it's just stunning. Even though it's a video, I think just from a short piece of the audio, you'll understand how dangerous this is. Again, Sports Illustrated was thinking about doing this and they got caught. And, and there is now a network, Channel One, and they're already online, Channel One AI on uh, Twitter X, Channel One AI, a personalized global news network powered by generative AI. And they've got a uh, blue check mark, which all that means is they paid Elon Musk. I'll give you a little piece of it and you can decide for yourself, plus... Uh, how much money are we spending to tell people that Egypt is a cool place to go and look at pyramids? Your tax dollars at work. Opelka in for plant on the Chris Plant Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Yes, it's the day after Christmas. Chris is out on a holiday break. Mike Opelka in for my buddy. Thank you for being here. Hope you had a great weekend, a great long weekend if you got some time off. Uh, we are waiting for signs that there's going to be action in D.C., action on Colorado's attempts to keep Donald John Trump off the ballot in the primaries in, in that state, as the Supreme Court of Colorado did, in my opinion, and, and most right-thinking people's opinions, overstep its bounds. We'll see what happens. Uh, SCOTUS should have to take that up very soon. Could be this week. And the Senate is uh, going to be arguing this week because uh, they're coming back. They're trying to get a deal together for more of your money to go to Ukraine and maybe some money for the border and maybe some more money for Israel. We'll, we'll see. But the Senate coming back and maybe the Supreme Court coming back, this could be a very consequential week. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep a close eye on it. By the way, speaking of Donald Trump, um, after that decision came out, we saw all these Democrats rushing, these Democrat secretaries of state. Well, we're going to ban them from our state, too. We think we, we can follow in, in the footsteps of Colorado, including the California Secretary of State. And then over the weekend, Gavin Newsom said, hold on a second here. That's not a good idea. And I thought, wait a minute. Gavin Newsom is arguing on behalf of uh, Donald Trump to keep Trump on the ballot? Hmm. Yeah. That actually happened. So uh, it is kind of interesting to me that uh, that that's that could be the possibility that you've got the California governor who wants to be president himself. He's still I think there's still a shadow campaign going on there. But he's now saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to throw the guy off the ballot. What are you crazy? And it may be, but I, I agree with him on this one. It's kind of interesting. Interesting little twist. I also mentioned before the break this uh, artificial intelligence and how it is moving so quickly, so quickly that uh, I'm getting nervous. Sports Illustrated was going to effort to get rid of all of the reporters and replace them with AI to write stories. Bad move. But in the case of an entire news network, where all the footage and all the stories are created by uh, computers... Does that worry you? It concerns me greatly. For example, uh, here's a little bit of the promo reel from Channel One. It's very exciting. Hello, and welcome to Channel One, a new way of consuming, reporting, and thinking about the news powered by artificial intelligence. Now, the woman on screen looks like you could run into her at the grocery store, albeit she's rather attractive. And she's sitting on what appears to be a desk in a in an office that could be any network office with plants in the background and a, an active scene behind her with people walking back and forth outside the glass doors. 
none of it's real. Today, you'll witness AI-generated stories and headlines, captivating visuals and data-driven insights. From global news to finance to entertainment, we'll show you how technology enables us to bring you a global perspective 24-7, right from the heart of our AI native newsroom. Uh, is anyone getting nervous? Because it sounds real. It doesn't sound like the herky-jerky artificial intelligence that we've seen over the past couple of years. The visuals appear to be scenes from around the world. And she seems like she's a real anchor. All presented by our team of AI-generated reporters. All presented by our team of AI-generated reporters, meaning there's no human behind this. There's a computer, which, of course, was programmed by humans, but what do we know about the people who programmed the computers? Well, what do we know about Silicon Valley and how they lean? So garbage in, garbage out, maybe that's kind of what it feels like. Let me give you just a touch more. Maybe you hear the words artificial intelligence and you're immediately skeptical or concerned about technology gone crazy. Yes, I am. This is a young African-American man who's also standing in another area, which appears to be kind of like a newsroom of today, where you see the people in their cubicles with their little uh, screens and their keyboards, and you assume that they're typing up the latest story for the next broadcast. None of this exists. But everything you'll see on Channel One relies on trusted sources and fact-checking. Trusted sources and fact-checking? According to whom? Who's in charge of trusted sources and fact-checking? I would like to meet the vice president of trusted sources and fact-checking, and I'd like to meet them in person. I would like to see the actual person who is the vice president of trusted sources and fact-checking. He's probably a robot. Uses AI to give you news the way you want it. Hmm. Personalized, localized, and distilled. Through it all, our mission is to provide you with accurate, unbiased, and trustworthy news. Now, the word distilled was used in the sentence before that. Who's distilling it? And under what guidance? This really concerns me. This, this is one of the more disturbing stories I saw over the weekend. It, there is a 20-minute video here. 22 minutes. Which is technically the content of a typical news half hour on ABC, NBC, or CBS. When you watch the evening news, you get 22 minutes of content. The rest is commercials and fluff. So they've already got it to the point where it looks perfect. I'm a little concerned. And I, I just wonder, look, I love, as I said, I love technology. I, I owned a, an electric car for three and a half years because it was fun and it had a lot of technology, but I also got rid of it because it's a horrible idea. And I think we need to do some soul searching on this and say, okay, what's the really smart idea here? Is the idea that we need to turn over our news and journalism to the machines? I think this is the last frontier that should go. I think removing people from the process is probably one of the more, one of the more frightening elements of AI. The process of, of reporting and they keep using that word trust. And I wonder if they actually know what that word means. I will tweet out a link to this. I'll put it on my Twitter X account. And I'll also put a link on Instagram or Facebook. If, if you're following me, thank you. Appreciate it. 
I really think it's worth your time to take a look and maybe understand that this, uh, this horse may be out of the barn already. They may have already jumped on the bus. After all, Sports Illustrated was going there. They just got caught. And so uh, this Channel One, which is about to, who's, who's to say if it's going to debut and then some local network of television affiliates wouldn't grab it and post it as their evening news. I think that's the ultimate goal. We shall see. I, for one, am against it. And I stand very firmly in that. And while I'm standing firmly pointing at things I'm against, I'm against waste of your money and waste of your time. And so is Rand Paul, Rand Senator Rand Paul, who put out the Festivus report over the weekend, the 2023 Festivus report. It is his, his contribution to sanity. I know he's, he's contributing to sanity on many levels, but, um, Rand Paul and his very diligent staff look over the waste in our government. And he said in the report, last Festimus, Festimus, we lamented over the national debt reaching 30 trillion. Shockingly, in one short year, the career politicians and bureaucrats in Washington managed to approach 34 trillion without so much as a second thought. In fact, uh, reviewing today's news and this is, um, this is statistically based. The national debt has increased twice as fast under Biden compared to Trump. And this is data. This is from justthenews.com, John Solomon's site. John Solomon says, quote, The U.S. national debt has increased twice as fast under Joe Biden as of December 23 compared to the former president, Donald Trump, according to data released by the Congressional Budget Office. And usually whenever you say the Congressional Budget Office, People say the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. Now, we have, we have criticized the increase in our debt under Donald Trump. Remember, we were saying, hey, Trump helped bloat the debt. And a lot of us gave him an asterisk because of what? COVID, of course. But the national debt has grown under Joe Biden during his first term, and we're only just about three years into it, by more than six trillion, six trillion in the first almost three years of Joe Biden's term, compared to slightly over three trillion during the same time frame for Donald Trump. So good job, Joey. Well done. You, you have another scoop of ice cream. Looking over the Festivus report, we may have regular uh, reports from this whole week because there's so much to get to. The, um, the interest on our debt, the money we pay in interest, is now $659 billion last year. $659 billion we paid in interest on all that money we borrowed. Astounding. That's an astounding amount of money. And you, you have to wonder, we talk about credit card debt and the fact that Consumer credit card debt's now at a trillion dollars, and some of that debt is, is at 25 to 30% interest. When you get your credit card statement, I hope it's, it's not a bloated statement. I hope you're not spending a lot on credit cards, and I hope you can pay them off as soon as you get the bill. Not everybody can. We have a trillion dollars in credit card debt among consumers. 
if you look at the the interest rate, it's going to be crippling. Well, now look at what the the country does. Six hundred fifty billion for interest alone. That means that six hundred fifty billion dollars we can't spend on other projects, on rebuilding schools. It's ast- that's why the debt is such a big stinking deal. And I talked about uh, tourism in Egypt. Six million dollars we spent to boost Egyptian tourism. Six million. Now you're saying, Mike, we have uh, trillions that we collect in tax debt. Certainly, six million. Uh, is that really a problem? Yes. Yes, it is. You know, you watch the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves, which is kind of the equivalent of what we're talking about here. The U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, approved spending $6 million to promote tourism in Egypt. Do we really need to promote tourism in Egypt? And do we need our tax dollars to do it? It makes you wonder, does this have anything to do with Senator Menendez and his relationship with the Egyptians? Was he lobbying? For, I would like to know if he lobbied for any of this. If you look at the history of what we spent promoting tourism in Egypt, it's over $100 million. Why? Just why? Why are we doing that? You want to get even angrier? Uh, you can look at uh, what we're spending in the Department of Homeland Security to train employees to be their, quote, authentic and best selves. Authentic and best. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, em- employees in the Department of Homeland Security and the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency, CISA, you know, the people that are spying on a lot of us, uh, they have a five-year diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility strategic plan. And we're spending money on that. I think my favorite has to be the Russian cats on the treadmill, though. This will be the last one I give us today because we we'll have plenty to go through all week. Uh, the Russian cats on a treadmill, which were part of a $2.7 million National Institutes of Health grant. Wasn't that the thing that, uh, that Fauci ran, the NIH? Well, yes, it is. Thanks for asking. Um, the Russian cats were forced to walk on a treadmill in Russian labs thanks to U.S. taxpayers. So you and I sending money to Russia so Russian scientists can scan the brains of uh, Russian cats after their brain stems were snipped. So there's our, where are the PETA people on this? There's finally something they could really get upset about. The catwalks were part of a $2.7 million grant given by a researcher at the Georgia Institute of Technology and then subgranted to fund research in St. Petersburg, Russia. Talk about a gigantic waste of money. And at the same time, Russia has invaded Ukraine, and how many billions are we spending there? This is the tip of the uh, Rand Paul iceberg of government waste of your money. $2.7 million grant. We studied Russian cats forced to walk on a treadmill after their brain stems had been snipped. Yeah, that's a lot of good use of time, effort, and your money. We'll wrap up today. It's Michael Pelka. 
in for Chris Plant. Maybe we'll get to some of your calls just around the corner on the Chris Plant Show. Identifiable drum beat in rock history, I maintain. Of course, Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks. Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant wrapping up day one of a four-day package here, sitting in for my buddy. We have so much we did not get to today. We didn't get to the Al Sharpton clip. We It'll still hold for tomorrow because it's extra dumb, and that has a long shelf life. Extra dumb has a very long shelf life. But I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk to so many of you, so many of you in in the uh, nation, all around the nation. Let's try and do a little lightning round. Let's start with uh, Renee in uh, Greenville, Utah. Hello, Renee. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Is it, Renee, are you still with us? Did I lull you to sleep? Renee. Okay, we'll come back to Renee. Let's uh, let's visit with uh, Greg in Pensacola, Florida. Hello, Greg. Hey, Michael. Uh, glad to uh, hear you. Uh, the one thing that I am most concerned about, about Trump running for re-election, is, and I'm a Trump guy, I voted for him, and I would love to see him back in, but just as the last part of his uh, last presidency was so mired in muck, the Democrats are going to pull out all the stuff. You think Colorado was a one-off? They're going to double down, and he won't be able to do anything in his next uh, tour. And it would be so much better if he just threw his support behind somebody and became like the mentor, you know, behind-the-scenes mentor of them. You know, well, I, I don't want to say he could be vice president, but, you know. Greg, there, Greg, there Greg, 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 that ship has sailed. You're not going to make an alpha male into a secondary character. But I thank you. And if you're saying, if you're trying to say that if Trump gets reelected, Democrats will become more obnoxious, it isn't possible. That can't happen. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Marty in Alexandria, Virginia. Hey, Marty, what you, what you got? Hey, listen, I want to talk about this AI stuff. As a musician and composer, I think it's a deal with the devil. I had a friend of mine, musician, say, hey, you know, you could use AI to compose. You compose and it kind of fishes for you. Can you imagine if I composed through the help of AI a song that hit the charts and I made millions? I just think the, the devil, in however form he would take, would come back and say, yeah, where's my half? Yeah, or, the devil will. I think you're right. And uh, thank you for keeping real music alive, Marty. I agree with you. Thank you, sir. One more. Let's squeeze one more in here in the lightning round. That's Jason in uh, Maryland. Hello, my friend. How are you? Uh, good day, Mike. How you going, mate? Yeah, just a quick note on this um, digital currency that's coming in. I think uh, we have to have sort of a parallel economy to try and deal with this because it's it's already happening in Europe and somewhat in Australia that they're pushing this digital currency. It's a scary road to go down um, as far as having uh, controls over people's spending and what they do. And people just You're don't right. realise that you know, it's, 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 it's a big Pandora's box. Digital currency uh, will allow the government to decide what you can buy, how much of it, and when. Jason is exactly correct. Spend cash. Spend cash. Use cash when you can. And come back tomorrow. Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? Yeah, how many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.